Hi, and welcome back to the Business Tech Connect podcast. On episode nine, we'll discuss ways that business owners and entrepreneurs can take advantage of LinkedIn, as well as ways to simplify our complex financial lives. Our guest today is Todd Bryant. He's a partner at Signature Wealth Advisors. With over a decade of experience in the financial planning industry, his certified financial planner focuses on helping small business owners, busy executives, and high net worth families by simplifying the complexity of their financial lives. Todd has been featured in publications such as USA Today's Modern Woman Magazine, Yes Modern Woman, Orlando Magazine, Orlando Family Magazine, UCF Alumni Magazine, and Emerging Entrepreneurs Podcast. He is an award-winning public speaker known for passionate keynote addresses, motivational talks, and educational seminars. All right, Todd. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate it. We are out here in Orlando. It is 32 degrees outside. Coldest day of the year for for a podcast. By far. By far. But we got a good view, so that's pretty nice. So we'll just jump straight into it, man. Uh, I guess uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and like what you do. Thanks. Yeah, my name is Todd Bryner here in downtown Orlando with Signature Wealth Advisors. It's a company that I formed with four other partners about five and a half years ago in 2014. We work with business owners, entrepreneurs, busy executives and families with planning for their financial futures, with accumulating wealth, investments, insurance, all of that. The whole gambit. The whole gambit. Gotcha, man. And and I've known you, so we met on LinkedIn uh, about three, four months ago. Think give or take, mm-hmm. and you had a really good introduction, and you introduced me to Toastmasters, which has been extremely helpful in helping me speak, be a little bit more comfortable even on the podcast in front of cameras, things like that. Um, but you've also been featured in a lot of publications uh, around Orlando, and I'm sure almost internationally, globally. So tell me about some of these that you've sort of done, and how that's impacted your career. Yeah, uh, all the time there are different publications that are looking to get some sort of a uh, financial advice or feedback and in my industry it is challenging because there's always compliance that we have to go through making sure that we're saying the right things but I've had the fortune of being in a couple different magazines one of them a friend of mine was doing a piece for Modern Woman magazine Hmm. and she called me up and and said they want to interview me for it I said you do realize I'm a man right is that gonna be okay (laughs) oh yeah it's okay it's okay and uh, those type of things, we I don't know if how the readership of Modern Woman magazine, so I don't know if it directly led to any business, but it was a fun experience and, and cool to be able to brag to my friends type thing. Gotcha. And uh, a lot of those types of things, they're they're looking for experts out there, so I've been privileged to be able to to be a part of some of those. And and how long have you been in in your industry? Like I guess as professionally, I graduated from uh, UCF here in Orlando in two thousand seven and started as an intern. I had interned at several different financial firms prior to graduation. Mm-hmm. So uh, May will be 13 years that I've been in the business Wow! now. That's impressive, man. Thanks. And uh, I guess, and so one of the other cool magazines I was interested in was the Emerging Entrepreneurs uh, Podcast. Uh, so highlight another podcast we're on here. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, that one, that experience, how was that? That was good. That was my first podcast that I did. This is my third, but my first one with video. Okay. So that makes it pretty special. And there we go. <laughs> but it was a great, yeah, great experience, and I had learned a lot from listening to other people that were guests on there and, and working with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners. So I felt that hopefully I could bring a little bit of value to the table as well. Definitely. And speaking of bringing value, I think uh, I brought up before, you and I met through LinkedIn slash Toastmasters. Uh, 
that has helped me a lot. So what advice maybe would you give other business owners um, if they, how can Toastmasters sort of benefit them in a, in a way? Because I know how much it's, it's helped me, but you kind of convinced me to, to give it a shot. So what's your pitch to other people of why they should maybe give it a shot? Yeah, throughout the career, uh, 13 years, I've joined a lot of different organizations and, and been a part of a lot of uh, different things, philanthropic, also more professional-based. This was something that I'd always heard about, and it was always something that I've enjoyed doing is speaking in front of groups and public speaking. And it was an opportunity that I had through actually here where we are filming at the Citrus Club. They started one uh, probably about four years ago or so. Mm-hmm. I joined it about three years ago, and it's a great way to very quickly grow a lot of a lot of uh, comfortableness as far as being in front of groups and, mm-hmm. and speaking and what I like about it is it's competitive, so every every time there's a meeting, there's two different people that are giving speeches, so you and I would be going against each other, and then the whole room votes on, on the winner at the end. You get a little small ribbon that's saying you're the winner, but it does give you a great sense of getting really comfortable in front of groups, and I've been able to say that since joining, a lot of the experiences I've had in speaking in front of big groups things are always going to happen that are going to come up that your technology might not, not yours, but my technology might not work. <laughs> and you have to be able to think on your feet and think quickly. And it's, it's a way to be able to do that and give you a lot more confidence. Definitely. And, and another cool fact, I know you told me about the story about, did you, when you were competing in the Toastmasters competition, can you tell me a little bit about that story? Yes. Toastmasters has been around for 90 years. They are international. Last I saw, there's 345,000 members across the globe. And every year they have a competition that starts at the club level and goes all the way to the world championships. And the world championships is always at a different place every year. Two years ago when I was in it, it was in Chicago. Uh, This year it's going to be in Paris. Wow. So what they do is they start at the club level and they just move up to, they call it the area level, the district level. And in the club level, I actually got second place. I was kind of bummed out about it, and I was like, oh, man, you know, maybe next year I'll try it again. But after the, at the end of that competition, they're like, actually, for that level, number one and two, move on to the next one. So I went on to the next round, which was about four different clubs total, and I actually won that one. So I was motivated to beat the guy that beat me at my club, beat him <laughs> in the area. Then you moved on to the next round, which was about 25 different clubs. Mm-hmm. So that encompassed a much broader area. I ended up winning that one, but really much to my surprise. <laughs> and then I moved on to the districts, which basically encompasses all of Florida. And that one was about 500 people in the room, a formal dinner. There's people wearing tuxedos and a lot of people that have been in the organization for a really long time, definitely an intimidating stage. There yeah. was nine different speakers and some of these people have been in Toastmasters for 25 years and I was I was about 18 months into it at this point and uh, unfortunately I did not win that one that would have got me onto the world semifinal stage wow. but it was a great experience good learning experience and I'm excited to be competing in it last year I didn't do it but I'm competing it again for 2020 so gotcha we'll go. are you going for Paris I am yeah Wow, that's be that'll be impressive. When we uh, when you start doing that, we'll we'll keep a track on it. We'll post it on social media and keep track of your placing as as you go. The pressure is on. The pressure is on to to, to win it all. <laughs> so I guess um, going into your company a little bit, uh, Signature Wealth Advisors. So one of the things I liked about your company was you guys are focused on simpling or simplifying complexity. 
Um, that's a big thing I have to do in, in my industry. I think a lot of business owners have to do that. And you guys seem like you, I mean, just from being the website, talking to you a little bit, you guys are really good at that. So can you talk about some of the ways that you guys sort of simplify the lives of business owners and people personally with your services? Yeah, it's just so confusing, so complex, the financial industry and what people will see, you know, they'll see CNBC and and different things on the media, read things online, and it ultimately just confuses them more and more. And, all, and what I've seen happen a lot is when people get really, really confused, they just won't do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. And we find that a lot of the clients that we work with are some of the, the busiest, most successful physicians, uh, attorneys, CPAs, business owners here locally. And you would think that they all have it put together, but the reality is they're so busy with their their business and their lives and their families that a lot of them, surprisingly, they don't really have anything put together. They've just been putting it off and putting it off. And where we come in is, and where I feel that I've brought a lot of value over the years and had success in the business is just taking these highly complex and challenging and just hard to try to piece together uh, pieces of financial information and just explaining it in a way that, that people can understand that they can get. I literally just had that conversation with somebody yesterday. She had met with, uh, in one day, met with two financial planners. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I got to go second. So <laughs> I, I, she was asking basically the same questions to me that she asked the person yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. And she, at the end of our conversation, she's like, wow, she didn't explain it like that to me. That This makes sense now. I was so confused after that first meeting. Now it all makes sense. And yeah. that's what I love to be able to do is once, once I hear that, whether or not she becomes a client at or not to me, mm-hmm. at least I feel like I at least educated her a little bit more so she does have an understanding of, of what it is that she's looking to do. Provide a lot of value in that conversation. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a challenge, I think, for, for business owners is being able to, because we're really good at what we do, you know, you're really good at finance, I'm really good at IT stuff, but getting other people that aren't in that field or aren't doing that daily to be either interested and or educated on it is definitely difficult. And one thing I talked about on another podcast, and I'd love your opinion on this, is when people go, now Google's so available, you can just go on like, hey, who won, who won the game last night? Go, go to Google. Um, it seems to take away, I think, a little bit from asking the people who are really good in their field or who really know a lot, and they'll just go and do a quick search and be like, all right, cool, I know what to do now, and they'll just go do it on their own. Um, is that something that you're sort of still facing in your industry is like people are just kind of coming at you with things and like next thing you know it's like oh that's not really true i know you sound found on google but right. this is this is the actual way is that something that you're facing in your industry as well yeah definitely it's and people know you know the the, the line you know, don't trust what you read online but then they still trust it anyway and i went to wikipedia are... it's all good <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so there are people that are national nationally known individuals I won't name any names but there are people out there that don't have any financial training have not been in the business at all but they they have huge millions and millions of people in their audience and they'll bring up different things and try to teach people financial concepts without that financial background and then they'll be like yeah well so-and-so said I should do this mm-hmm. I said okay well so-and-so said that to their 10 million followers and what I'm doing is talking spending time to talk to you individually Anthony about your individual goals dreams financial aspirations, mm-hmm. which are going to be a little bit different than the mass people out there. So definitely. I think that that's definitely, it's, it's that's probably gotten worse over the years because now that it is so much easier for them to be able to find information, which is not stuff they should be really trusting. Definitely. And 
And another thing, like, I really enjoyed technology-wise, anything I find in technology about companies, I really enjoy it. So the the Life in a Box video on your LinkedIn profile and I guess on your website, too, was showing a lot of technology available to your clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think a platform like that is something that's very unique to what you guys are using, and I think that it offers a lot of value to business owners and people that are just looking to sort of improve their financial lives as well. Yeah, definitely. And and in keeping with our theme of simplifying the complexity Mm -hmm. of our clients' financial lives, that technology that we use is something where I meet with people every single week and they have, they've worked at several different companies in the past. So they've got a 401k over there and an IRA over there and all these different things and they're not tracking any of it. And there's nobody on, there's no financial advisor or anybody from their own company watching it either. And it, for them, it's really hard just to be able to keep all that together. So what we do is with our clients, we, we give them access to the software that we use. And they're able to, even if they didn't have it all with me being the, the advisor for it, but if they did have stuff with their current job 401k or their mortgage or their bank accounts, they can all have it linked through that one website, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of companies have that technology. A lot of banks use it as well. The difference is that we use that from a financial planning standpoint. So if you and I were to sit down and you say, I want to retire at age 65 and I want $10,000 a month coming in, then we plug that in. We're going to see where are you today on that goal. If you're not there, what do you need to do to change that? Or if you are there, how can we potentially make it a little bit better, make it more secure or safer? And, um, and as we're moving forward, you can go on our website every single day and see where you're where you're doing based on what the market did that day, or if you made a big purchase that day. Uh, there's a lot of different variables and factors that go into it. So we use it as a as a live, updated on a daily basis planning tool that people can uh, be able to to have the sense of security of of knowing that hey, even though this might have happened and the market yesterday went down, I still am going to be fine with my retirement. Yeah, type of thing. Very cool. That's definitely something I think uh, sets you guys apart. For sure, um, and what do, what would you say? Like, so you're you're talking to clients every day. I know every time I see you, you're like off to a meeting or you know meeting somebody else. But what are some of the things that you think are maybe the biggest challenges that you're having that your that your clients are having currently, and like how are you kind of helping them overcome it? Yeah, I think one thing we that we just touched on was just so much noise coming from all these different directions and, yeah. and never really knowing where to go. In my business, you have to find somebody that, that first of all, I talk about you need to like the person because if I'm going to be working with you, then that means we're going to have a relationship for the next 25 to 30 years, and I'm going to know more intimate details of your financial life than potentially anybody else out there. So in order to do that, I think we need to like each other because we're going to be dealing with each other a lot. Um, With that also comes the trust, and and it's so hard for people to really find people that they trust. And I had a meeting with somebody uh, last week who I had probably met seven, eight, nine years ago, and he moved cities, and we kind of lost touch. We hadn't talked in a while, and he called me out of the blue last week, and He's like, man, I've talked to several other people. He's like, I don't trust any of them. And yeah. he's like, I couldn't remember your, he couldn't remember my name, but he just remembered meeting me and liking me and feeling like he, he's like, I could trust that guy. 
And it was actually from something that I posted last week on LinkedIn Uh-oh. that he was like, oh, there's his name. So he gave me a call from that and was able to uh, yeah, start the conversation again. So the likability, being able to trust, and then and then thirdly, what's, what's equally as important as the other two is having just the, the financial background. Um, there's a lot of people that get into my business, just like a small business, small business in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a very large percentage of them fail. A very large percentage of the financial advisors fail early on as well. So it's, it's good to work with someone with longevity, uh, with a lot of initials behind their name, meaning that they put a lot of time and, and effort into the career and then furthering their education. So having a CFP is incredibly important uh, mm-hmm. for what we do as certified financial planner. Um, so those are the kind of the things where um, where I think it's important for them because of just the the noise that they hear out there from different things. You know, I've had hundreds of conversations over the years of someone that says, oh yeah, my uncle said I should be doing this. I'm like, okay, what did your uncle do? And they're like, oh, well, you know, he works at, uh, and he works at Denny's or something, which nothing wrong with working in the, the service industry yeah. or something like that, which I did a lot in college, but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should be taking financial advice from the person with no financial education. I can I can relate to that when people are like, oh, who does your IT? Oh, my my daughter's you know husband that that works for you know some big you know Lockheed Martin. Right. Like, yeah. oh, great, that, that's awesome. I'm sure he has plenty of time to make sure your business is going really well right now. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do the same thing all the time. So um, now I guess to like sort of so to take everything, wrap it up. Um, I know we we're talking about noise um, in you know in the market. So what are some of the most? I guess one, what's one thing that you think is like one of the most misunderstood? or the biggest myth in your industry that you're kind of sort of tackling now that you think would provide value to others? Yeah, one thing that has also, with technology, kind of gotten worse and worse is the people that are the, the do-it-yourselfers. Mm-hmm. And an example that I will use is when I first bought my house. I looked at my front yard, I looked at my backyard. I said, that's not that big of a yard. I can, I can handle that myself. So I went out and I got a lawnmower, a weed whacker, a trimmer, all of the different uh, planting tools and everything. And about three months later, I'm just sweating in the Florida heat every Saturday. I look down at the yard, the yard just looks like complete junk. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna pay somebody every month and not have to worry about this because this has become something I dread. You you shouldn't dread the weekends, but I was dreading the weekends because of that. And I use that analogy for, for my business, for your business for legal, when people just go on some website to, to, to produce legal documents for a lot cheaper as opposed to consulting a professional. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a lot of times in life where there's a lot of value in consulting a professional. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try to do my IT stuff myself and I, I try to tell people not to try to do their financial planning and their investing and everything themselves. There's a very small segment of people that have had success with that, but really what they need is they, they need time and most people just don't have the time to be watching mm-hmm. the stock market every day and, and checking on their, their E-Trade account or whatever. So um, I think that's the, the misunderstood concept of the people that think that they can do it themselves because there's some that, that can, but the wide majority of people are gonna fail. And when you're, when you're looking at your financial future, when you're the one that has to be the person that's setting aside money and saving and investing long-term, mm-hmm. it's not something that's a risk you should be taking. Definitely. And I think the other value you provide, too, that um, isn't maybe like the first thing that you would think of, but or I guess the person I was working with you is you're, you're also an accountability partner in a sense. And, you know, it's very easy to, I think, to go on a website and do whatever you want because nobody's looking, you know. Mm-hmm. The website doesn't care what you do. But I think having somebody physically there 
either in person or on the phone, on a video camera, whatever it is, that's there and saying, hey, you know, how can I help you? Or how can I, how can I hold you accountable to the things that you want to do? I think that provides a lot of value to you, um, especially since you were, you know, earlier, like one-on-one conversations, meeting with people. Um, you know, technology is there. It makes it easier for us to communicate so you don't have to be face-to-face. But still having that face to talk to, I think you provide a lot of value there as well. Yeah, one of my clients owns um, a bunch of different gyms, and he put it to me the same way. He said, the people that pay him hundreds and hundreds of dollars per month to be part of the gym and to be their personal trainer, any of those people could do it on their own. But they pay him hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month because they don't go out and do it on their own. So having the accountability partner, having, as he referred me to as his financial coach, mm-hmm. is, is something that's impactful because the term that has been used over the years with, with my industry is robo-advisors. Mm. And that's where people will go onto some of the websites and, and just do it themselves for cheaper. But uh, the problem with the term is that even though it is a robo using AI or, or whatever it might be, there's not really any advice that's going on and there's no accountability. And if you look at some of those websites out there, and there's, when there's days where the market has a really big uh, downturn just in one day, mm-hmm. a lot of those websites end up crashing. And the problem is, and, and people, should, people know that you should be selling things when, they high, when they're high, buying things when they're low, but in days when there's a really downturn in the market, the people that are going onto these websites on their own, there's so many people flooding onto the website to sell things while they're low mm-hmm. that the website actually crashes. So that is something that is kind of a great example that I've seen of not trying to do it yourself because you go in and just human nature is to, you see something going down, I gotta get out of it right now. Yeah. And uh, that's always the opposite of what you should be doing. Definitely. Great sound advice, man. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on, on the podcast. Uh, a lot of value there for people, for business owners, and for you know just everyday people looking to improve their finances. So um, I guess how can someone get in contact with you if, they're, if they want to reach out to you? Uh, yeah, I think the, the easiest way and what I use a lot and how we met is through LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So through LinkedIn, I think it's a LinkedIn slash N slash Todd Bryant or Todd A. Bryant. Uh, so you can find me on there. I've been pretty active on there over the past year, year and a half. Um, and uh, email is tbryant at financialguide.com. Uh, and those are probably the two best ways to, to get in touch with me. Perfect. Let me throw one more question there because you just brought it up. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, it'll be really quick. What are your thoughts on how, how has LinkedIn helped your business? over the last year and a half since you've been a little bit more active on it? Because I know a lot of business owners are looking, obviously, to put their name out there to, to meet new contacts and stuff. So how has that helped you out? Yeah, I, I, I've been on the platform for probably 10 years or so, kind of since I, I don't know when it started. But early on, I would use it a lot when I was trying to uh, figure out who, you know, who knows who and get introductions. So if you just became a client of mine and I see that there's the, the CEO of this company that say, man, I really want to meet him. Oh, wait, Anthony knows him. Let me call Anthony, see if it's okay if I call him. And, and I used that uh, pretty well over the years, and then I just kind of stopped. And it actually was an, I think it was a video that I saw from, um, from Gary Vee, who's you know, mm-hmm. social media uh, content master. And he was the one that was really pushing LinkedIn. And he said, you know, uh, there's you know, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. He's like, for business professionals, LinkedIn is be- has become a social, more of a social media platform. And it is something where you can be actively uh, growing your business and tracking it that way. So uh, I did make more of a conscious effort in January of 2019 uh, to, to, to post things, to reach out. And 
it made really a, a quick impact on my business. And um, I mean, even this month, I gave the one example of somebody who I hadn't talked to in eight years and saw me post mm-hmm. something and called me based off that. I think just this month, it's January 22nd, I think I've had three meetings with potential new clients based solely on LinkedIn. Wow. So it has made a, a pretty big impact. And, and I love to, uh, to be able to help educate others and, and help them know about that. That's how it goes, man. If you, if you put in just a little bit more effort, I mean, it goes a long way. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been great. I, I highly encourage people to do it. It's, it's one of those things where it's free and you can work on it in the evenings, on the weekends. It doesn't need to take time away from your business, which I'm not sitting there throughout the day all day on it. It is really like early morning and evening after the kids go to bed type thing that I'm, that I'm utilizing it for. So I highly encourage if people aren't active on it. It's a great thing to be on. Definitely, man. Well, with that being said, that's a wrap. Thank you so much, Todd. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank Good you, to have Anthony. You on the podcast. Appreciate it. Uh, if you guys enjoy the podcast, please rate, like, and subscribe to it on any platform in which you listen to podcasts. You can also find it on YouTube. And if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, you can go to or you can email us at info at salveraIT.com or go to www.salveraIT.com. Uh, make sure to follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and any other social media platform that comes out in the next week because there's always a new one. And have a great day, guys. Thank you. The views and opinions are those of Todd Bryant. Todd Bryant's views are not necessarily those of MML Investor Services, LLC.